In our message, Jesus encourages us to take a next step of faith in our relationship with him. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I'll let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up to shore, left everything, and followed him. While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Then Jesus ordered him, don't tell anyone, but go. Show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Yet the news about him spread all the more so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. This is the word of the Lord. Hi, my name's Dan Slofra. I'm the pastor at Crosswalk Church in Phoenix, Arizona, and I would like to welcome you to our message series as we are investigating Jesus. We are walking through the Gospel of Luke. And today in our message, we will join up with Jesus as he calls his first disciples and also as he heals a man with leprosy. Now, to get us kind of in the frame of thought for this message, I want you to think about a time when you've bought a piece of furniture that needed to be assembled. Maybe it was a dresser or a desk or a bed, something like that, where you've gone and picked it up and then had to bring it home and put it together. Well, I've had that happen a few times with my wife and it seems like the worst ones are from Ikea, where she brings them home and I open up the box and there are just so many pieces that I don't even know what to do with them. But thankfully, in addition to a parts list, there's also step-by-step -step instructions. And I know that if I just go from step one to step two, no matter how many steps there are, 
by the time that we are done, I will have the desk put together or the dresser or whatever it is. And there's something about that, knowing what your next step is, that just keeps you moving forward. In our message for today, the, the question we're going to ask is this, is how does Jesus help me take a next step of faith? And so we're seeing in our following of Jesus and growing closer to God that he helps us take, the, take these little steps to move closer and closer to him. We start by going to Luke chapter 5 and we begin with the first verse. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. This is what Luke does with each one of his accounts is he kind of sets the scene, who's there, what's going on. And so Jesus at this time is growing in popularity. And so wherever he's going now, it's not just on the Sabbath day, people are following him to listen to him. And so on this day, as he goes down by Lake Gennesaret, which is another name for the Sea of Galilee, he is there and there's a large crowd who want to hear him. So he sees some fishermen and he sees their boats and asks them, you know, would you put one of your boats out so I can sit in that? And that way, if, if you've ever had that where you're by a lake, it, it's kind of a natural amphitheater uh, where more people can hear, more people can see you. And that's what Jesus was doing so that people could hear what he was teaching. And that's the beauty of this verse. They were listening to the word of God. And that is why, why Jesus was there. And the reason why this is so beautiful is we know that God tells us in Romans that faith comes from hearing the message. A relationship with God starts and grows stronger by hearing the message. And that is why at Crosswalk, we encourage you to get into environments where you can connect to God and his word and other Christians. And so whether it's with a, a Bible that you have or a YouVersion Bible app or one of the classes we offer, Christian Essentials 2 Grow, which teaches people how to read their Bibles and how to pray and meditate on God's word, uh, all of these different things that we do, we create so that individuals can come into contact with God through his word and grow stronger in their relationship with him. And so if you're hearing that today, this is the next step. This is your first next step, is to be listening to what God has to say. We go on. Verse 4. When he had finished speaking, when Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. Here we see Simon is in a really unique position because Jesus has taught and, and Simon is listening to them. Simon, who later would be Peter, is listening to him and, and that relationship is growing. And now what Jesus does is he, he puts the relationship to the test by saying, Simon, I'm asking you, now that you've heard something, I'm asking you to obey me. 
I'm asking you to do something that I'm asking you to do. And on the one hand, for Simon, it wouldn't have made sense because usually the fishing was better uh, like through the night and into the morning, which was now past. They had already cleaned their nets, which means if they were going to, to go fishing again, even if they didn't catch anything, they would have to clean the nets again. Andy's telling them to go out in the deep water where the fish usually aren't. But Simon says, notice what he says here is, Master, because you say so. And what he's doing is he's taking that first next step of faith, which is, Jesus, I believe what you say, and because you are trustworthy, because you are someone in whom I, I trust your words, I will do what you are asking me to do. And think about this, when it comes to a relationship, next step in a relationship, it, it's talking, it, it's getting to know someone, and then there's always a, a time when the relationship is challenged, uh, a time when, when you're going to ask yourself, am I going to listen to what this person has to say? Do I believe what this person has to say? Now, what did that mean for, for Simon? Verses six and seven. When they had done so, so they went out, they did what Jesus said because he was the one who said it. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. Quite simply, doing what God says. It's like this aha moment where we say, you know what, God is saying this, I should do this. Maybe God knows more and God knows better than I do. And I want you to think about that as you think about things that God tells you to do, what God says in his word versus what the world is telling you to do. And this encouragement to be focused on God and his word and not only to hear what he says, but also to do it. And as I was just doing a, just a little research for this, it made me realize, number one thing, what does God want you to do more than anything else? Forgive. And so I, I just did a little internet search about the power of forgiveness. And as I was reading, it said that unforgiveness is linked, unforgiveness is linked to negative health effects of stress, depression, anxiety, so, social isolation, compromised immune system, and overall bad health. And you know who that, what website I was at? the National Library of Medicine. This wasn't a religious website. This was a medical website that is simply saying the problems that are caused by a lack of forgiveness, uh, that it destroys a person. And so what about the next step of forgiving the person that God is asking you to forgive? The next one I went and looked at was generosity. And, and the benefits, the physical and emotional benefits of generosity, of, of giving and spending money on someone else other than yourself, that it's linked to good health and happier people and more contentment in their lives. And so that's my encouragement to you as you read God's word, do what it says, and recognize all these blessings that God offers through them. In this case, it happened to be a large catch of fish. 
in your life, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's connected to God's word, obeying what he says, hearing and doing, and watching how God blesses it. We go on, verse 8. When Simon saw this, when he saw all the fish, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. When Jesus blessed Simon in this way, when he stood in the presence of God and he knew something special was going on, that it brought uh, an attention to himself that he didn't like. And sometimes the, the way that I think about this is, if you've ever had like a, a white piece of paper that's pure white, and then you hold up another piece of paper that's off-white, or, or you, you can see how dirty it looks and how it's, it's just not white. And so as we stand next to God, as we stand next to Jesus with his perfection and we come with our weakness and our sin, that, that we can't help but see that we don't measure up to God's standard. And Jesus' response is, don't focus on yourself. Focus on me. Focus on, on me and what I have done for you and, and this focus on this job that I have in front of you. And once again, as we look at this, it, it is that truth that, that God, Jesus is encouraging us, take the focus off of yourself. The next step, again, is to focus on Jesus and his promises. And then what is it that he would have me do in my life? And something that goes by maybe almost unnoticed is that they had this full catch of fish and it, going through some research on it, that this could have been up to three months worth of fish that, that they caught in this, at this time. And all of that fish, which was so important to them, now at this time, all of a sudden, wasn't that important at all. And a lot of times, that's what happens in our relationship with God. There, is, there are the things that we want, the things that we pray for, the things that we need, we think we need from him, and he gives us something that's better. He gives us himself. And so we see the, this priority change from fish to following Jesus and, and that beautiful picture that, that now you're going to fish for people, that you're going to use my word to gather people to me just like you gathered those fish. Trust me, trust my word, and you will gather people to be disciples. Now there's a slight switch as Jesus goes from this interaction calling these first disciples to a man with leprosy. And now we read from verses 12 and 13. While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. This man had leprosy and this was, this was really one of the worst, if not the worst sickness of Jesus' time. Leprosy was a skin disease from which there was no, there was no cure for it. 
And when you had leprosy, it was, it was a bit of a death sentence, but also it made you be separate from people that you couldn't be like, it was something like a hundred yards within a hundred yards of another person because it was so infectious. And so you had to be away. They couldn't go to church. They were ceremonially unclean. They couldn't go to any place where there were gatherings. They were separated from their families. There were no hugs. There, there was no physical touch for a person with leprosy. They were isolated. And so it's a bit of a surprise that this man would even come this close to Jesus. But he, he trusted. And it was his next step to go to Jesus for help. And notice he's saying, if you are willing, if you are willing, Lord, I know that you can heal me. And Jesus says, I am willing. And this is just this beautiful moment where as Jesus heals him and he takes away his uncleanness. And, and it's not just the, the physical uh, leprosy that's being taken away. But now this man, again, can be around other people. He can go and show himself uh, to the the priest who, who can declare him clean and able to be in society again. And it is such a beautiful picture. And so I want you to think about this a little bit because we need to know that God both has the power to heal and he has the love to heal. And that is what always takes us to, first of all, the power of God, that you can look at creation, the creation of the world, the sustaining of the world. You can watch a, a sunrise, a sunset, the stars at night. All of these declare the glory of God and his greatness. But probably the single most powerful event was the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, that God holds the power of life and death in his hands. And so we see the power of God. But the love of God, the love of God we see in Jesus Christ. And we see that love by him coming into the world to be one of us, coming in humility, being born in a manger, being a servant his whole life. And then as he continued his teaching, that he knew every step he took was a step closer to the cross. And it's there where he gave his life in our place that we see the love of God and the forgiveness of sins for each and every one of us. So we see this, right? We see the power of God. We see the love of God. But it's in these prayer moments that we find the will of God. And, and God is, again, God has the power. God has the love for us. But sometimes as we pray, I think we've all been there before, times when we pray, Lord, if it's your will, please bring healing. But then there have been other times where it's not, where God says, you know what? Uh, it's not my will. I have another plan. Jesus knew that firsthand, didn't he, from the Garden of Gethsemane, when he prayed, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me. If it's possible, don't make me go to the cross, but not my will, but yours be done. And so it's in prayer where we take our request before God, and, and whether he wills in, in this situation a healing or not, we still don't need to question his love or power because his will is for us to be close to him. Our section ends, Then Jesus ordered him, the man who had leprosy and now was uh, clean, 
Don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priests and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Yet the news about him spread all the more, so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. This man had a next step. Having heard God's word, having been healed, he was told to go to the temple to see the priest, to make the sacrifices. And all of this would have been a testimony to everyone at the temple that there is someone here who can cure leprosy. And all of this was supposed to be pointing people, directing them to the truth that Jesus was the Christ. He was the promised one from God. And as we read other accounts of this, um, we're not 100% sure if this man did that or not. Whether he went to the temple or whether he just went home and just started telling everyone what Jesus had done for him. But either way, as we look at this, the reality of it is, is that more and more people came to hear about Jesus and about his healing. And it brought Jesus into this position where he, he needed at times to be alone, to go and pray, to, to be reminded that his purpose was to teach, to direct people to God, but ultimately to go to the cross. And now as you think about this message today, remember faith comes from hearing the message. Remember that we are blessed when we hear God's word and obey it. At Crosswalk Church, one of the things that we, we talk about very often is we want to meet people where they are, walk alongside them, and especially today, I would say, and help you take a next step. And so that's my encouragement as we are done with the message today. What is your next step? Is it a step where you need to learn and hear God's word more? Is it a step for obedience, a, a time when God is calling you to forgive or uh, for generosity or to look what uh, his word says about your marriage or your sexual, sexuality or contentment or whatever else it is? But that is the encouragement. Continue to listen to Jesus and what he has to say and then take a next step focusing on him in faith. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, thank you that you came into the world to be our Savior. And thank you that you love us so much, that, that you come to each and every one of us through your word and encourage us uh, with your love, but then also encourage us, Lord, to follow you, to take a next step of faith. Help us in our lives to take focus off of ourselves and put it on you. Because when we do that, Lord, we are strengthened in faith in you and also shown the direction uh, that you would have us go in our lives. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. Amen.